What's up, guys? From the heart of Montana, this is Carroll College's student podcast, Big Sky, Small World. Nice. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Big Sky, Small World. I am John Phillips. And I'm Miller Shepard. And on today's episode, we're just going to talk about some recent events in cinema and sports maybe as well. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, we're just kind of, this was dropped on, this episode was dropped on. It's a little bit of a last notice, last minute type deal. So we're just going to kind of talk amongst ourselves and see see what happens. You know, we'll see where the conversation goes. Mm Mm-hmm. One thing I want to open this with is Eternals. Eternals. Because you and I saw this Saturday. And we're going again. We're going again (laughs) this Saturday. It'll be my third viewing, Miller's second. We both are really hyped for it. Mm -hmm. And the reason I want to open it with with Eternals is because, of course, we both really like it. It And the critics really don't like it. It It hasn't gotten any better, huh? No, I think it's still... That's so sad. I think it's still in the 40... I think it's like 40. That's miserable, dude. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I... Like you, I've been reading rev- the reviews and re- listening to podcasts that talk about why it's bad, and I just don't... Okay. I just can't understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. The story is fresh, is really fresh and new and exciting mm-hmm. and, and awesome. Well done. I think that considering what they had to do with all those characters, the way they managed to write all of them in, give them adequate screen time, and get through with the story and accomplish what they wanted to by the end of the film, all done to the highest measure yeah. Yeah, for Marvel. Like huge props to Chloe Zhao. I mean, I think everyone who's just given it negative reviews is just, they're just like not happy that they're, they're switching up the formula. The Marvel formula. It's worked. Clearly it's worked. Just like the most popular movie franchise in history. Or, and if it's not, it probably will become that. And so I think people are just a little unhappy in where it's starting to go. And I can see that. I mean, they dropped a lot of content today. And, uh, I've said this before. It's, um, it's kind of hard to see the trajectory of where everything's going to go, but I don't think, I don't think that's where Marvel's looking for the future. I don't think they're looking for a final team up in the end. I think they're just going to, start producing TV shows and have them all coexist, but that's just where it is right now. They're just going to have a bunch of just content, content flood, and it's just going to be fun, inter- interesting TV shows that could, or TV shows and movies that could just, you could throw characters in left and right at any time. And then if people ask, well, where was this guy during it? Oh, doing something else. I don't know. It's like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, and again, just to clarify, People that are listening to this, students, whoever's listening to this, go out. If you're a Marvel fan, don't be discouraged by these reviews. They are yes. totally incorrect. Mar- um, Marvel. Miller. <laughs> I <was> called <laughs> you Marvel for some reason. Miller and I have seen all the Marvel movies. We are very aware of Miller more so than me about comics and everything. A little bit more. A little bit more. <laughs> and so we have i feel like i don't want to toot our own horn but i feel like we have the pedigree and the understanding of what of what marvel is yeah. to say that this is a really good marvel movie For and sure. you need to go see it yeah well even if it wasn't a marvel movie it was just a new movie it's yeah. it's excellent you no, know no it is it has it just has shades of you know the great movies of the past cinematography's excellent character development is great comic relief there's just 
nothing I can find that really like turned me away from it. Karen, did you get that? Yeah, I did, <laughs> sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we misspoke on your podcast. It's Karun, but there's an N, and I thought it was just O O. The subtitles did me dirty, but uh, yeah, it was everything's just it's all good, mostly great. The the parts that people say are bad are good. You know, it's going from great to good. There's there's no bad parts of the movie, I don't think. No. We get know. some of the best acting out of any Marvel movie ever oh, with sure. Richard Madden and Gemma Chan. Yeah, they're they're excellent. I don't I haven't like heard of Gemma Chan before. I haven't seen anything she does. I I, I know she has done stuff previously. I just I just don't know where, but I mean Richard Madden is like an amazing character on one of my favorite TV shows, probably one of the best TV shows, Game of Thrones. And I mean, you know, to see Rob Stark be a superhero once again, it's pretty sweet. So, I mean, um, it's just, yeah, it was awesome. Like you said, acting was great. It was cool seeing a Marvel superhero that could fly and shoot lasers out of his eyes like Superman. <laughs> yeah. Which they make a joke of that in the, joke. in the movie. Well, that's, I have like a theory about that is because they did so much mytholo- myth mythology about it. I'm like, man, in this universe, Superman was created based off of Icarus. That's what I think. Super strength, laser eyes, and then they gave him, you know, the frosty breath or whatever and the weakness to kryptonite, but I mean... You're 100% right. Yeah, for sure. Because they, the whole, right, the whole idea with Eternals, obviously we don't want to give away any spoilers. Yeah. Just, we want this to be spoiler-free. But it's in the trailer, so... That it's in the, tra- the trailer. It so is in the so trailer. it's cool. Right. That's why I did bring it up <laughs> yeah. for that reason. And it's, this isn't giving away anything. The Eternals, as we come to find out, set up society, of course. They... They nurture it. They nurture humans and yeah. for a reason that I won't say because that's a spoiler. Yep. But they are helping the, the humans progress in life. Yep, mythology. And so it, it does make sense, and you are 100% right, that Superman is based in this universe is based off of the the myths and the, the, and the stories that have, yeah. been, that have been told about Icarus. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. You know, you could say that about most superheroes, Flash and Makari. You know, I mean, shoot, probably Doctor Strange and Sprite. Theirs looks a lot the same. The weird, glowy magic coming out of their hands. Or I guess Doctor Strange is in our universe. Who, who's like that in their universe? In DC? I don't even know what the wizard in DC. I don't know. I'm not familiar wizard, with I, uh, DC Marvel's as much. My, yeah, Marvel's my vibe. I know some stuff, but not that mm-hmm. much. Yeah. But I digress. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I think... We hit you hit a lot of good stuff, Miller. Mm-hmm. Again, I got to be really careful not to say any spoilers. <laughs> Kingo is my favorite character, Kamel yeah. Nanjiani. Mm-hmm. He's a homie. He's so he's, funny. He comic relief, like I said, man. Yep. But he still has like really great like acting. He has some of the be- he has some he's in some of the best action of the movie for sure. Yeah, but he also has those like kind of deep emotional scenes that are. Usually hard to get from comedic actors. You don't usually see that, but when it's executed and it's executed right, it's really it's really meaningful because you're like, oh, I never thought I'd see this side of this person. There's a particular scene where he gets upset with one of the other Eternals, mm-hmm. and there's some great hints and and lines of pure drama yeah. with exactly. that character, and that's cool to see. Because one thing I hate, I don't know how you feel about this, Miller, is when characters, when actors get forced into one 
category. Like, they're only a comedic mm-hmm. actor. They can only do comedy. For example, Jason Bateman for a while was that guy. Yeah, for sure. He can only do comedy. He can't do drama. And then he's like, watch me. Does Ozark. And Ozark's probably another one of those great TV shows that'll go on for a long time. It's, as far yeah. as the last 20 years, and I, it's one of the best yet of, it, of this century. It's, yeah. It's super cool, but... While we're on the topic of Marvel and kind of, con- there was just a crazy content drop today. We got a lot of, we got new footage for the Hawkeye TV show that's coming out this Christmas. We got a big, uh, we got some extra titles in their lineup for the future that is looking super cool. We got Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Uh, I actually didn't really pay much attention to her until the Avengers game came out in 2017, I believe, on the PlayStation, and she was like the main character of the story. Interesting. Yeah, and so Miss Marvel's super cool. She got pretty sweet powers. Um, so that's cool. And then we got footage for She-Hulk, which is super awesome. We got to see that. I love, love all of that stuff. And what yeah, powers does Miss Marvel have? She like can get. I don't know. It's hard to explain. She can like get really big, and like she can like make her hands super big and like legs super big to like be strong. Okay. I don't know. It's hard to explain and hard to picture based on my description. I have to just show you, but like. Okay. Just imagine, like, the tiny little girl and then, like, a 40-foot fist that she just, like, throws and punches oh. people. Oh. Yeah, she's, like, Mr. Fantastic, kind of. Yeah. She can manipulate her body into super stretchy things, but okay, not as transfigury as him, just a little bit less. Nice. But she's super cool. Um, yeah, and then uh, we got a bunch of stuff. We got, like, uh, Marvel's going to make a TV show called Echo. She is a... A, and a, like an associate to Daredevil, so that's how they're going to bring him in here, I hope. And then... It'll be interesting if yeah, they bring in the actor Charlie something, right? Charlie, From, not Charlie Cox. Yeah, that yeah actor, Charlie Cox. Yeah, that's Charlie the actor's Cox. name. If they'll bring him in, yeah. if they end up when they bring in Daredevil, because everyone loves him. I haven't yeah, seen the show on him. the Netflix. Mm-hmm. They did it on Netflix. I hadn't seen it, but yeah. I've heard he done. He's did, did a really good job. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this, but it's like... There's aspects of Ben Affleck's movie as Daredevil that people really liked. Um, and then Charlie, they just like, oh, Charlie Cox played Daredevil in the Daredevil movie. It would have been so much better. Um, and I forget what it is. I think it's like the character, like say a Kingpin in the Daredevil movie. Um, I think they like really liked the Kingpin aspect from that, from the movie. But Ben Affleck was bad at Daredevil. I never yeah, I've it, heard, so. I've heard that, that Daredevil movie is in is not good. Yeah. I don't know. I have seen the Catwoman movie with Halle Berry. That is not good at all. That is terrible. I really, I, I still <laughs> like it because I saw it as a kid before I got into all this fandom type okay, stuff. Okay, that's fair. You have some nostalgia to it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I mean, I don't know. Uh, was it 20th Century? It was Fox who owned it at the time. I think I it believe. was Fox. Fox kind of messed up all their superhero movies. Mm. Except for, well. They had some good X-Men movies. That's true. They're X-Men. Well, okay, they messed up the... the uh, Catwoman movie, I guess. I mean, the Spider-Man movies are awesome. But that was Sony. I'm all over the place right now. I don't know where yeah. I'm going. <laughs> There's too much information. There's like a lot I of said, information that came like out I today. Like I said, big Marvel content drop. As well as Star Wars stuff, we got the Kenobi uh, sizzle reel trailer type deal. We got a super cool 26-minute expose into the making of Boba Fett. Because... As we know, as I'm sure most of you, our listeners know, but if you don't know, there's a, it's a show called The Book of Boba Fett, which is coming out on Disney Plus in December as well. Yeah, so Dis- Disney Plus Day 2021 was just insane. 
It was. They really are showing yeah. that they're going everywhere. Yeah. There's no limit to what they mm-hmm. can't do. Yeah, I mean, for all her failings, this one was a massive success. Shout out to Kathleen Kennedy. I don't know what role she had in this, but whatever was, role she did. Sorry, I was talking about Marvel, but Star well, Wars too. No, just Disney. Disney, general, yeah. Cause that's she's true. The, Kathleen Kennedy is Disney. She She's like the highest thing, and a lot of people are not. Like, she's responsible for the sequel trilogy of Star Wars that a lot of people are not happy with. I like the first two movies personally, but... I only like the first one. The second one was abysmal, and Rise of Skywalker was cool, but that was it. They just brought back a bunch of old people. Anyway, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy, smash, Grand Slam home run today. Really, really awesome stuff, and it was cool. It was cool to see. I will never not forget, though, the quote she had about claiming that there wasn't enough Star Wars content out there to re- to use for <laughs> movies. Are you kidding me? I, I, was, I was... It probably has the biggest lore of any franchise in history. I mean... I, that quote had me worried. I've, I've never heard that. And I might take back what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. That's bold. I don't think... There's not enough content. I think that I am feeling better about her now after all this stuff that's come out. But when she said that quote, I got genuinely nervous because I, because I was thinking, uh-oh. I'm surprised she's still employed, honestly, after <laughs> saying that. Yeah. No, that was not a good showing from the person. Moment. Not her best moment from someone that <laughs> in, essentially leads the Star yeah. Wars. Well, in charge stuff. of now two of the biggest movie franchises in history, Star Wars and Marvel. No, Kevin Feige's in, in charge of that, though. Yeah, but... Kevin Feige's in charge, but Disney owns Marvel. Disney yeah. has the rights to Marvel. So, I well, mean, she's, like, the head honcho in charge of stuff. You know, that's why, like, she's the one who made the decision for the lightsabers fights to be, like, less gruesome. Like, no cutting people in half or anything. I'm like, man, whatever. Uh, that's going to be one thing. If this Kenobi show flops on the lightsaber fights or the fights in general, I'm going to be incredibly, incredibly angry. That being said... Dave Filoni did an excellent job with Mandalorian, and that those were there were some pretty brutal scenes in that. So if Dave Filoni has any part of this Kenobi show, I think we're in good shape. Yeah, no, I'm the reason I I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige is the sole operator there at Marvel for the most part because from what I've heard from how it kind of works with Marvel specifically, yeah. actually we got more in, we got more knowledge from from this department because of the whole Scarlett Johansson suing thing. Yeah. Apparent good for her, man. Good she won. Yeah, she got they got it resolved. I know, good for her. But from that whole awful issue, mm. we found out with the way that Kevin Feige was wording things and other executives and stuff were wording things, it sounded a lot like Marvel kind of worked by themselves with Kevin mm-hmm. Feige being the head and then then they kind of told Disney what yeah. they were doing sort of thing is what my understanding is, but I could mm-hmm. totally be wrong. Well, no, I, I I think you're right. Like, that's one of the, to my understanding, is one of the bigger reasons that the Russo brothers stopped is because um, Disney was getting a little too pushy, and they're like, we're not going to let you taint our reputation as excellent superhero filmmakers um, with these stupid rules. So that's why they stopped. Was, and there's other stuff influencing, of course, but... How awesome would it be if they came back and worked with Kevin Feige on the next big one? That'd be cool. I think, though, I'm totally... I'd, I'd rather have a new person, honestly, um, show yeah, up. Just be, because it's be a cool new... 
new face and new direction. Yeah. No I, problem with the Russo brothers. I mean, yeah. for a while, my favorite Marvel movie, and it's still my second favorite, was mm-hmm. is Winter Soldier. Yes, sir. Directed by them. And Endgame, yeah. Infinity War were both great finales. Yes, they were. Yeah, you know, I um, after, after Eternals, I think Chloe Zhao, I think Chloe Zhao earned the spot for another Marvel movie. Um, is Simu Liu the director of Shang-Chi? Who directed No, Shang-Chi? it's this guy. That's he, the main guy. He hasn't done much. I looked at his... Who, who, who is it, though? I don't know his name. You don't remember? Okay. The reason why I don't know his name is because he hasn't done a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's done any other big films, to my knowledge. Let me pull a Jamie. I'll look it up. Look it up, dude. But, yeah, I mean, Shang-Chi was awesome. We talked about that. But I think Chloe Zhao has definitely taken the reins, if you will, of the next couple of Marvel movies. I think she should just stay with Eternals, though, because that's the whole thing why we loved Eternals so much. One of the reasons was it was very much her film. It was. The realism that you get from Eternals from what I've heard, and you've seen Nomadland, is realism that we see in Nomadland. Yeah, very similar. So I think that should just stick with Eternals. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Just my opinion. And then one more thing I'll say about this as well, we talked about it on another podcast episode, mm-hmm. was I want the Eternals to stay by themselves because they have that different yeah. fi- they different have that different vibe and that different theme. Yeah. It would just be too weird for me seeing them try and adapt to the theme that we get with other the all the other superheroes mm-hmm. in the Marvel universe, but yeah, like I said it'd be I'm totally cool with them kind of merging parts of the MCU, but not all of it. Like with with um Spider-Man No Way Home, they're getting all the Sony characters back. That's how they're linking Sony characters to this, but they might not be linking the rest of the MCU together with all this new content. Well, Doctor Strange. Well, I know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm talking Endgame universe right now. Okay. Like, so Doctor Strange and everyone else included. I'm, but, like, all the, the new characters, they might be kind of existing elsewhere type deal. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of stuff coming, and I don't see how they're going to be able to fit it all. Because then in every single movie... You, you can't you can't just have solo films anymore. Like, what do you mean? Well, because like look look at Spider Man, perfect example. It's not Spider Man's third film. It's Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and all his villains. It's like they we, we've we've moved past the part of solo films because now there's so many people. It's like well, where was where's Sam Wilson in Spider Man? Like where where's the other Avengers? They're not just ignoring this. That that's where we move into now. So. That this is why they might be doing all these TV shows, where it's everyone's own TV show. Like what DC did with their TV shows. They're all their own existing TV show, and occasionally they have cameos and linking episodes and stuff. I'm so glad that Marvel isn't doing what DC has done with most of their TV shows. Okay. Well, we, we don't know. They might. <laughs> the problem with... Okay, I don't want anyone to just rage on me, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm about <laughs> to say. <laughs> But the problem with DC's TV shows is they get to a point where they're having so many seasons and so many collaborations they with, do all, have with all these different characters from the CW shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where it gets confusing and sometimes repetitive at points. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, oh my God, let's yeah. just finish this up. Let's just <laughs> finish this up. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely a thing. I mean, DC has just, Marvel did it first and Marvel did it right. When it comes to the the big big screen, I think. Um, oh yeah, I'm DC's sure, been. I'm sure DC their stuff way back before in the '90s and stuff, but Marvel did it better first, is what I'm trying to say. And so DC's been playing catch up ever since, and they can't. Mar- and so 
they went to the TV shows first, and their TV shows have gotten out of hand for sure, but their TV shows are great. They have some the great start. ones. They have some, like, they have some great starts, Flash yeah. Flash and Green Arrow are amazing. The, the starts for the those... Shows. The awesome. starts for those were, were solid. Yeah. You know, and so they... For sure. Then they tried to do with the TV shows what I think can only be done with movies is the big team-up big team up situations. You know, you can't have a three-episode finale-type deal where it spreads across four different TV shows. You know, it's like, well, then it doesn't make sense to jump from different TV shows. Um, and so, like, I, for one, I have not watched the Marvel TV shows on, like, Netflix or whatever, like um, Daredevil and Iron Fist and Cassie Cage. What's her name? Not Cassie Cage. Jess- Jessica? Je- oh, Je- Jesse James? No. I don't know. The other. <laughs> the girl. I forget her name. The girl in the Mar- in, Mar- in a Marvel show? Yeah. The, yeah, I know who you're... Yes, Jessica... You're right with the first name. Yeah. I said Cassie Cage. Is it Jessica Cage? No, that's... playing Mortal Kombat recently. Jessica, Cassie Cage is in... Jessica see. Jones. Jessica, you're right. That's what it is. Jessica Jones. Correct. Um. Anyway, but I, like... I've heard they're good, but I haven't watched them. And so... Anyway, well, go- going back <laughs> going to back a while ago, a uh, the director's name for Shang-Chi is Destin Daniel Creighton. Creighton? Creighton? That doesn't sound right. All right. All right. And he is, the other movies he's directed is Just Mercy, Short Term 12. Movie. I've heard good things about that. The you Glass. Have you seen Just Mercy? No. Dude, Dude it's not like. What are you talking about? How you haven't seen Just Mercy? It's so good. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's a mandatory watch. Anyway, The Glass Castle, <laughs> The Shack. I haven't heard of. It. I haven't heard of any of those. Anyway, he, yeah, he hasn't directed a lot of stuff. Yeah, M- more recent things. 2017, 2019. Yeah, stuff like that. Where was I going to go? Oh, that's right. I but I want to be clear that I also love some of these DC shows that have come out. They're awesome. I'm a, one of my favorite, actually, he's in my top three current TV show or, or movie superheroes currently is Nightwing in the Titans TV show. I love the Titans TV show. He is, as far as, I'm thinking, as far as superheroes right now that we've seen in TV and film, he's he's probably as high as second for me, honestly. Yeah. Uh, or, or third. I put him at third. For me, it would be Spider-Man 1. Black Panther 2, actually no, Spider-Man 1, Nightwing, and Black Panther. Okay, I like that. I think... Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I figured. Um, I, Yeah, those, uh, all those characters, I mean, they they nailed. There's, there's not much to be angry about. You know, Spider-Man, they didn't really change anything. Black Panther, they, they changed a little bit, like they changed the suit. His suit was a little more flowy and sparkly. His suit's he had a so cape. cool. He had a cape in the comics, like... Mm-hmm. Maybe not a cape, but like a, a long, flowy cowl. He did, but yeah. Uh, and then Nightwing is just exactly what he is right now. Dick Grayson. He's a badass. Suit. He's awesome. The, the Titan show is is really really cool. I love how it's like a. Uh, it's almost like the Joker with a uh, uh, what's his name? The new Joker. I forget Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Yeah. Uh, it's like a darker take on the superhero thing, and I think it's awesome. I like it. It's, it's a brutal TV show, and it's it's really really cool. Yeah, it is a lot darker, much like all the other DC movies. That was their thing, right? Is DC... Well, yeah, dude. But I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean specifically Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Right, I know, I know. But I'm saying... But yeah, they are a little... The more. general theme... Recently, they've lightened up. Like, Shazam is a lot more funnier. It's not yeah, that yeah. dark. But 
throughout the last decade, mm-hmm. if you compare the de- in the last decade, Marvel films have stuck with the comedy side of things, yeah, and DC has stuck with the darker side of mm-hmm. things. Unfortunately, the darker side of things for DC and just well, the problem with DC, uh, at least for m- me, is just the fact that Warner Bros. screws up so much. Warner Bros. messed it up. Yeah. Um, they they did too much. I mean, look at the Justice League movie. Yeah, and they, have for you seen exa- the Snyder cut? No, I haven't yet. Oh, yeah. It's on HBO Max. That's a perfect example, though. Is they kicked out Snyder? The Snyder cut is. It's insane. Yeah, it's, I, it's I've so heard good. it's a lot better. Four hours is is excessive, and I get it. It's like a director's cut or whatever. But I mean, if Zack Snyder would have been allowed full creative control, like he had for the oh, I know. first half of yeah. the movie. I think DC would have been well on their way to catching up with Marvel. It would have been a lot better. And now everyone's jumping over him to get movies to have yeah, Zack Snyder. Yeah, now everyone wants him back. I'm like, yeah. dude, whatever. He's do- he did like the uh, Netflix Army of Darkness, I believe yes, it's called. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a sequel to it's that. Great. You know, so but DC might be taking this darker turn of the full thing because uh, Black Adam's coming. That one is supposed to be really he's a dark. Villain. He's a villain. He's a bad guy. The the only issue I have though with that is I don't know how they're gonna pair him with Shazam, who's much who's like comedy. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great. question. That'll be interesting. Yeah, but I mean, but, Black Adam and Shazam are the same person. Just Eve, but Black Adam got the the Shazam powers, and he's evil. When that's not how it's supposed to work. Um, okay. Yeah, because you, you have you seen Shazam? No. Oh, and Sh- well, the ba- the breakdown of Shazam is basically you have to be worthy of the powers. Okay. That's like the whole start of the movie is the and so Black Adam gets the powers when he's not like worthy of it. It'd be like someone who's not worthy picking up Mjolnir. Just all okay. bad thing, all bad things. And so yeah, so Black Adam's just like an anti Shazam. And it's the rock, so it might work it might play well. Yeah. No, I mean I they finished filming, I know that. But and I am aware, as I just mentioned, of the two the themes of both of those mo- the movies. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. Shazam's more comedy? Yeah, well, and Black Adam's like a dictator. I know that's why and I'm not quite people, sure. So. I, I'm not saying they can't do it. Yeah, but I'm not. It's gonna be hard. I think it might be hard, and I'm not sure how they're going to but, approach that. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. They might be taking a darker turn. I mean, they literally decapitate and like crush Steppenwolf in the Snyder Cut. Well, I mean, DC's gruesome. always been dark. Exactly. I mean, the last and ten the, years, they've always been. Dark, and I yeah. think they're just fully embracing it now. It might be super cool. We don't know. They might just I be think the more real superhero. Like the real consequences is bloody and gory. It's not all it's chalk to be. It's not. They're not perfect every time. Can you imagine how hard it is to control those laser eyes? It's like, oh, 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 there's dead 17 dead people when I scanned over there. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. I don't know. I think that, yeah. I don't want DC to go away from the dark movies. I definitely think that's their mm-hmm. area and should stay For there sure. because... If they go to comedy, then they're essentially just competing with Marvel, who's already established yeah. all that stuff. So it kind of would, I feel like, take away from their mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. One movie that looks amazing from DC that's coming up is Bat is the Batman movie with oh, Robert, yes. Robert Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah, and the, we're seeing the first Riddler since Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. So that should be super cool. But, yeah, I totally agree. And hit that looks incredibly gruesome. I haven't seen anything about Black Adam, like, trailers-wise. I've seen concept art. But this this Batman trailer is, like, aggressive. I am vengeance. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I am Batman, I am Batman. I'm vengeance. Oh, shit. Yeah. Shizzy. Even Catwoman in the trailer was scared of Batman. <sighs> she, as she should be, dude. Batman is nuts. But 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like the history, or not the, the recent history of DC movies, they're like, is like disappointment and underwhelmingness, if that's a word. Which is justified considering yeah. their movies like um, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like, the first which one? one. The first one. People I, I, did, did. I liked it. Uh, People no, dug on that no, Suicide no, no, Squad, no, and I no. liked it. I, I liked the new one with James James Gunn directed. That was good. It was James Gunn style. It was great. Yeah. I still, I still really like the first one. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just, no. I don't know. I'm a sucker for Margot Robbie. I think that's probably it. <laughs> Margot Robbie was the only redeeming part in that movie for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then but anyway, like I said, yeah. She's and Birds kinda, of Prey was I like. I enjoyed as well. That was horrible. Really, <laughs> it was so bad. I, I, it wasn't the as from a critical perspective. No, it wasn't yeah. that good. But I felt I was really enjoyable because I liked the comedy and some yeah. of the, the I bits just, with. Margot Robbie and the and the dog, yeah. the hyena or whatever. Yeah. The giant hyena. Yeah, it was it was cool. It, but, it, was, it was it was cool, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. It it wasn't on my wavelength. I don't know. No, it, I wasn't vibing with it. There remember there's there's also a difference between enjoyable and actually considering it's it a good, good movie. Yeah. Enjoyable meaning there were jokes, it was fun. Yeah. And that's why I liked it, but no, yes, from a critical perspective it's not that great of a movie. No. Yeah. Eh, it is what it is. But so if if DC decides to take this dark turn, like darker turn, and just go down the path that Titans has done, that the Batman is gonna do, where it's just kind of a more real movie, would like Eternals did. Oh like yeah, more the real action with that's the first where it's not perfect. There's there's struggle in there. Eternals, really cool. Yeah, Eternals is the first. As far as realism is concerned, it, that is the first Marvel movie to kind of to yeah, do that's, that, right? That's From my what understanding, I was explaining, and I don't know how better to explain it than saying just it. It felt more like down to earth. Yes, it's a superhero movie, but it felt the, the way, action felt so much more personal. It felt more personal. I don't know. The reason. You're getting that, and I'm getting that. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, Miller is just the way it, the way it is shot, and the way the dialogue. Yeah, I think is the biggest thing. Yeah, and of course the situation that they're in as well, yeah. which has to deal with morality. What's the right thing to do? Is what it mm-hmm. comes down to. Something that they've known for so long. Yeah, it's kind of gets twisted. I'll leave it at that. But that definitely creates that realism that we've habitually talked about on the pod. And yeah, I think, and I think it exclusively should just stay with Eternals. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. So on the topic of realism, let's get back to reality. Just what's been going on with you? Just chilling, like casually. I don't know. Well, I've been reading a good book called Watership Down, personal book of mine that I'm Watership reading. Watership Down, explain. It's about these bit. rabbits who okay. are trying to essentially find a new home. Okay. After one of the rabbits has a bad nightmare slash vision mm. of their ho- current home getting destroyed. Aww. So essentially they decide to leave it to try and find a new home. Cool. I'm... Almost a fourth of the way in. Okay, so you're just starting. Yeah. So is it kind of like a journey adventure type of book? Where it's just so like, far. see where they're going. So far, it's turning out to be that way. Okay, cool. They just got to the place called Watership Down, I got which you. is the name of the book. So obviously something 
it's big is about to happen because yeah, it's yeah, important sure. considering it's the title of the book. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I'm doing that. Hmm. I recently had a couple tests that I took for, yeah, for some sure. of my too. classes. Me too. <laughs> I am a English major, so I did. A, it was they were written tests, gotcha. so it was you know paragraph answers. It was mm-hmm. a they were essay questions. Gotcha, gotcha. And those went well. And going to the Carol game with you tomorrow. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's beat C of you, C of I. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Yeah, beat your home, your homeboys. That's right. Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna be rooting for? for well, them? I have a friend that plays know. for yeah. C of I. So yes and no. <laughs> if they, w- I'll put it this way: if they win, I won't be disappointed. Yeah, I'll put I, it that way. I, I think you're a lot, a lot like me in that sense. People always ask me, oh, "What's your favorite team?" I go, "I'm just a fan of sports, dude." I just like to watch, you know, like, especially when it comes to football and baseball. I'm from Chicago. The Bears and the Cubs are my jam. That being said, I don't always watch them. I, I just want to see, oh, the the freaking, the Broncos are playing the Jets. That seems like a good game. It definitely doesn't. Well, yeah, no, I wouldn't turn that one on, but that was just the two teams that came to my head. But, I mean, I'm just a fan of sports, and so, like, if the Bears are winning on a, and there's, like, a minute 30 left, and they kick off to their team. I'm like, man, I hope the Bears win, but how cool would it be if they have this game-winning drive right here? I don't know. I'm just – I think, yeah, I think you're in the same spot as me. It's just a fan of sports. The Bears got screwed on Monday night I don't by talk, the refs. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Ho- but homie, homie leaned in I know. To, get a, to get a flag. Also, the taunting – what was that? He wasn't even taunting. Yeah, I don't know. It, he literally, <laughs> he literally didn't even say anything. Uh, he just looked at the bench. He just looked at the bench. I know. It's it's bad. It, it, yeah. And what I just talked about, by the way, is um, there is a clip of a, a ref, like, hip-checking a player and then throwing a flag for touching that player. Well, he for that th- player he, touching the ref. Sorry. He threw the flag for looking at the bench. No, no, no. This is a different, this is a different one, dude. They, they called. You're not allowed to touch the refs in any manner. And so there's a clip of the player just running back to the huddle or whatever. They're on defense, just running back to the defensive huddle. And the ref literally, like, literally hip checks. Like, just sticks his hip out. The guy kind of, like, trips over, runs into him, whatever. And he throws a flag on him for touching him. Personal foul, 15 yards. I'm like, are you kidding me? No, I know what you're talking about. It was, and then I also know what you're talking about. It was, no, I think it was, there was only one play like that. It was oh, the fourth. Okay, find it. It was the f- they, it was going to be fourth down, and the Steelers were going to have to punt because they weren't in field goal range. This guy. So what happens is the Bears are going to get the ball back. Yeah. It's going to be fourth down, and the Steelers can't kick a field goal. It's too far out. Gotcha. Or actually, I can't. I'm sure that was about. That was about that. I can't remember. I believe that's what it was. And then the so. The guy gets a sack, I believe it is, and he walks up from the play, looks over at the bench, the Steelers' bench, as the Steelers are walking onto the field, doesn't yeah, yeah. say anything, mm-hmm. and the ref starts to pull his flag, and as he's pulling his flag, he also yeah. runs into, purposely hits the Bears player. So he's already pulling the flag. If you watch the video, he's already pulling yeah. the flag. Because it's the pl- flag is for, in that... I didn't know there was another instance, but from I just saw that one, which was yeah, I, um, I got it. Okay, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm sorry, I was like half listening, but yeah, you explained it right. They were on defense, and he made a good play and just kind of like stood up, like yeah, yeah, 
whatever, and would just happen to be looking over at their bench. He wasn't really staring anybody down. No. He, he, he clearly wasn't taunting. Cle- like, clearly wasn't. Like, oh, no. Not, no way to deem a flag, and they threw one anyway. It was ridiculous. And then this play I got, I'll show you, is actually ridiculous. I mean, this ref needs to be kicked from okay. the league. It's bad. So let me, let me, I got to just skip into it because I guess it's a 12-minute video for some reason. Okay, interesting. I didn't think. But, yeah, there's a bunch of just bad flags. Yeah, I know. It's People are calling it the no-fun league, and I understand why. I 100% agree. Yeah, it's pretty bad. There And there was a really terrible call where Justin Fields, the quarterback for the Bears, had thrown it, and mm-hmm. a Steelers player had taken two full steps and then hit Justin Fields after he already threw it, and that's textbook – Pass interference or roughing, roughing the passer, the passer yeah. in today's game, and yep. the refs did not call it at mm-hmm. all. And this is when they were at the goal line, but they were in yep. the red zone about mm-hmm. to score. And I think they had to kick a field goal because of that. I'm yes, pretty sure they did. Yep, it was bad, dude. It was bad. Um, on the topic of bad calls, you know, um, uh, yesterday Thursday night football, the the Ravens got screwed over. They lost because of this. I didn't. I didn't watch that, dude. So the, I can't believe the Ravens lost to the Dolphins. Yeah, well, they got there was one key, like key moment. So oh, really? If if memory serves, I just watched highlights of this. So I didn't watch the whole game, so I don't have that good a memory about it. But memory serves, it was not a game winning drive, but I mean, twelve minutes left in the fourth to get them closer to that 12, uh, 12 point deficit, an important drive. And uh, what's their tight end's name? I don't know. Lamar Jackson throws it to their tight end. He's a great tight end, and so he makes a diving kind of falling down catch. He has the ball c- clearly. And then he drops it a little bit, it bumbles around. He never, it never hits the ground. It just kind of fumbles around his body. And then he catches it like behind his leg, like all wrapped up in a pretzel. It's nuts. Mm. Clearly, ball never touches the ground. And I can see why they replayed it. Okay. They called it incomplete. Ball never once left his hands. He, he always had contact with it. He was just like rolling around his body. And they called it incomplete. Probably the worst call I've ever seen. I mean, it, it was insane. And then this one I got to find is going to be ridiculous, but... I'm pretty sure we're talking about the same play, but I guess not. No, we're not. No, 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 no. Okay. This one's much worse. So the ref hit... The, re- the ref hit a player on purpose. Twice then in the game. Because... No, no, no. The, no, no, no. The, this is a, between a, the ref and one player. I know. That's what the one... Yes, the one I'm talking about is the same thing. The one It is with one player is the one I'm talking no, about. No, no, You're talking about when the player, like, fake taunting the bench. I'm talking about this player's just running back to the huddle after a normal play. Ref gets in his way, so he hits him. Oh. And then calls a player on the flag for hitting him, and he got in the way of him. Dang. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. I mean, it's like he's getting paid. I don't know. So this is the play you're talking about when he's like, oh, let me go back. When he's like fake taunting. That's, this is the play you're talking about. You're, yeah? you're right. Okay. Yes. And then mine is completely different. Okay. It's bad. All it's right. It's very bad. Yeah. I don't know. The whole thing is... They the NFL is putting all these rules in for obviously for safety yeah and, and stuff cool. like that, but there's a certain point where that Bears game it got to a point where you felt like if they weren't going to get a penalty they literally had to be robots and couldn't celebrate at and all. It's they've crossed a line for sure in NFL and especially in the NBA. Oh they yeah, have, they've crossed a line. Oh yeah, that they, I can't find it, but. I'll find it and send it to you later. It's nuts. It's um, so funny watching, yeah. not funny, but it's just, well, sort of funny. 
interesting comparing and funny comparing videos of like 90s, 80s NBA. And NFL, just sports in That's general. That's true. Just sports in general. <laughs> To today, um, there's a great video, not a great video, but there's a video of Charles Barkley just totally swinging oh yeah. at a Bucks player. and It's just like a normal foul. And it's a normal foul. It's not even a technical. He literally like hammers him in the neck. Oh, yeah. Just arm bars what him. talking about, yeah. And it was just a normal penalty. And now you like f- flick LeBron James. <laughs> you flick him, and it's a technical, and you're ejected from the game. You don't even get two technicals. You One technical, you're out. Mm-hmm. For flicking LeBron, yeah, <laughs> LeBron. LeBron likes to flop a little too. I mean, it's understandable. That's fair. I mean, it is. You know, he and oh, dude, I love the goat conversation. I'm from Chicago. If I didn't plug it already, so MJ's my man. But oh, I agree. You, you know, it's just so funny. The physicality of the different ages. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what happened. Like, I I can't watch the NBA anymore. I don't want to. It's it, the game. It stops so much. There's never momentum, ever. You know, you, we're losing the opportunity for these worst teams to beat the better teams, because they just can't get any momentum. It's like the best team either wins, or the best team loses the game because they played like crap. The, the never have I seen this year, and I've I've tried. I've looked for it a lot. Like I've looked at scores and seen like, oh, did did the Kings beat the Lakers? Like no. Like so, I'm. I'm I don't know. It's, it's it's bad. They they've they've gotten rid of like a key. I feel like the competition. It's just it stops everything. You can't you can't be physical whatsoever. And to a certain extent, you're right. And we just have these players are just so talented right now. You have to do something to get them in their way, and you can't. Well, I think I agree. I don't I don't actually watch the NBA at all. Also, what you're saying with the the penalties mm-hmm. and everything, the fouls. The but the reason it still has its drawing and the reason people are still drawn to it is the is the re- emergence of the three point line for sure. That's for just sure. made games you know higher scoring, exactly. more electric. That's why everyone likes mm-hmm. watching the Warriors. Yeah, it's awesome, and it's it's awesome. Steph Curry is going to go down as the greatest shooter in the history of basketball, De- possibly the greatest point guard of all time. I think I still Magic Johnson, but <laughs> he, if if Steph Curry wins. Another final ring. Yeah. And if he wins, if Steph Curry wins a, f- oh, let me ask you this. Okay. Steph wins another MVP, season MVP. That'll be three MVPs. Yep. He wins another finals without Durant. It's him, Clay, and the rest of the guys they have now. Mm-hmm. And he wins a finals MVP. You have to include him at least in the conversation between him and Magic Johnson. I understand Magic Johnson was insane. And yeah. he was, he, I st- agree. I think he's still the best point guard of all time. Yeah. But. I believe that if what I said happens with Steph, yeah. he needs to be included in that conversation. Yeah, and I, th- I think you can include him in the conversation already. I mean, it's just they played the same position. Magic Johnson is no point guard. I mean, I call him the greatest point guard of our time. Man's like 6'5". Man should be playing center if he played right now. I mean, yeah, it, it's nuts. It's just two different ages, so it's really hard to do comparisons and stuff. And, you know, I've seen some awesome videos of comparison players where they do, like, like offense, defense, intangibles, and accolades, and they compare based off of like all those stuff, and they really break it down into terms of getting it down to like one number. So if, if someone did that to pr- to do Magic versus Steph, I'd be sure. But like, you bring Magic to this this year in NBA, he still dominates. You bring Steph back to Magic's age, Steph doesn't make it out of one season without an injury. Well, I don't know if I go that far, but. I, 
Steph it, Steph can drive okay, but if he drived ever, if he ever drove, he would get hurt, get knocked around. You know, he would. You know, that's very like, true. And once people figured out that he can't drive for safety of his career, then they're just gonna press him on the three, and he'd have to make some of the. He'd only be able to make those insane shots. So that's the where reason I, I, that my biggest comparison. <laughs> I have an issue with. People just comparing, like saying, "Oh, let's take this player." Steph's a good example. Taking this mm-hmm. Steph, Steph, and taking him back then. Well, then you have a whole different player because the three wasn't that big of a deal then. So, what would Steph be as a player if yeah. he entered the league? But if you're going from the true this his exact game, we are going to mm-hmm. assume that's what would happen if he was in the, uh, the NBA at the time. Yeah. I think that he would succeed yeah. because there wasn't that much emphasis on he would have been he would have been a weapon I feel like in the fair when it came to the 3 game at least. Yeah. I understand we you have a good point about the the lane driving into the lane mm-hmm. and shooting. But that was the NBA. That was the ago. NBA, that's right. They <laughs> remember the, the there's the infamous yeah. Jordan rule yeah, where sh- yeah, shooting was the second na- shooting was second for most players. Everything else was layups and close shots. Jordan, of course, had the iconic jumper. Big Jordan. Oh, of course. He has many iconic plays. But, yeah, that's, that's like I said, that's why I like some of these comparison videos that I've seen where it's they put it into terms of the numbers specifically. You know, one thing I like, one I saw the best was uh, they did, I saw a comparison of Kobe versus Michael, which a lot of people gloss over. It aggravates the crap out of me. Gloss over what? Kobe and Michael. As they always all, Just like the comparison. They always say Michael and LeBron. It's like, nah, man. It, it definitely, in my book... It is Michael Jordan number one, very close second Kobe Bryant, and like a distant third is LeBron. Kobe is the closest we've gotten to Michael Jordan since yeah. Michael Jordan. And so yeah. yeah, so as I was gonna say, they um they did a comparison and they did my favorite one is who do you think is a more just off the top of your head who's more clutch LeBron or, or sorry not LeBron Michael or Kobe? Just no thinking. LeBron. Michael. All right, yeah, and you you'd be right based on the stats, but they broke it down and they're like in. They did it in, like, the most clutch situation, game seven, game winners, or game tires, and they did 24 seconds and 10 seconds. Michael Jordan, on the twenty with 24 seconds left, made 50% of those shots. With 10 seconds left, 47. Kobe was at 25 and 22. And the league average, when you compare Kobe to that, the, the league average was 20. So Kobe had a slightly better chance of making a clutch shot than literally any other, any other player in the NBA wow. at the time. And so it's just stuff like that. It's like, well, clearly, it's like clear. It makes it a lot easier to do comparisons like that. So I'd love to see a Magic versus Steph. Yeah. Because Magic was still a lights-out shooter. Oh, no. When he, he pulled he, up, it he was had cash. a good jumper. Yeah. It was cash. He had a good jumper. Yeah. That's why That's why Larry and Magic, that's why they were such a dynamic, uh, not dynamic, but uh, such a good rivalry because they are more or less the same. Larry Bird is definitely the better shooter. He's... I think right behind Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. Larry Bird is my favorite player so, yeah. of all time. But then where Larry couldn't drive as well as he could shoot, Magic couldn't shoot as well as he could drive and pass. So, yeah, I don't know. It's Sports are, are nuts. <laughs> yeah. The reason that, unfortunately, I will admit that LeBron, unfortunately, doesn't have the setting, the advantage of the setting of the time mm-hmm. that Michael does because Michael was in a much harder more physical. More I th- physical. I think the game is more difficult now. But Michael, it was more physical back in the eighties. It was harder for him, for sure. To, dr- to it was guy. it was so much harder for him to drive mm-hmm. than it was than it is for LeBron, and mm-hmm. 
for for the for one example, as I mentioned just a couple seconds ago, the Pistons, the Detroit Pistons, had the Jordan rule. I know they basically saying you can't let him get up in the air. You have to hack him. And there's it's awesome if you watch some of the highlights from that. I'm sure you saw the um last, the last dance. dance. Yeah, when they talk about it specifically, they just literally would tackle him. He still, I, I think it was in against the Pistons when he dropped the finals record of 63 points. Or playoff record, 63 points. I think it was against them with their Jordan rule. It might not have been. It might have been been against um, Reggie Miller's Pacers. But I digress. I think, well, weren't the Pistons on the same side of the NBA as the The Bulls? Bulls yeah, yeah. So they, it, wasn't, it wasn't the finals, and it was, but it, they would have to play in the playoffs. Um, so I think it was the, didn't they, they, the Pistons beat Jordan the first time, they beat right? Him in, they beat him in 81, and he beat him in 82. Or, sorry, he beat them in they beat Jordan in 80. He beat them in 81. When, when did Jordan enter the league? I thought it was mid-80s that he joined the league. No? Do I have it backwards? Did he win in 91 or 80? Oh, my God. I'm going to get flamed for this. <laughs> oh no, boy. I think... I think I'm right. I think he For was some reason, this. 84 sounds like a year that the year that he entered the league. It, no. I, he, no, I don't think. No, because the, the 87 Bulls is like the best Bulls team ever. 87. I swear. It's you mean 87? 97? Am I, do I have it backwards? You're, he wasn't. He he won all the championships in the 90s. Okay, so I completely had it backwards. My bad. I think you're thinking. Yeah. So that means no, you're, you're right. thinking of the 90 and 91 playoffs then. Yes, I had it backwards. So he was he entered the league in like 82, 83. And then, yeah, he played 10 seasons and then won his first championship. And then six more. Did you or see? Five more. <laughs> did you see the comments that Scottie Pippen's made recently about Michael? No, what does Scotty say? Basically saying that Michael Jordan wouldn't have been as great of a player as he was if it wasn't for me. 100%. No, what are you talking about? As a player, as a physical player, Yeah. he was great without Pippen. Listen, 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 listen. listen. This is, yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. He is, without Scotty Pippen, still the greatest of all time. That being said, there is no... 6-0 and in the finals without Scotty Pippen. I don't disagree with that. Exactly. That's what, So that's what I'm saying. I think... But when if, you talk about a great player... Yeah, but I think as big a deal as Michael Jordan was, pe- people also had to worry about Scotty. And so instead of having four guys guarding Michael at all time, they could only have two, maybe three if they wanted. You know, so Michael Jordan, as great as he is, great as he was, he would not have been... As great if he didn't have Scotty and like Rod around, he would have been, you know, still absurd. He's, oh, he he still was absurd. Just look at what happened before them. I know but he couldn't win in the finals. That's true. He didn't have the team around him, and that's why I'm saying if you look at if you look at some of the stats before the the team came around with Scotty and Rodman and uh, all those all those guys that he had really, his like points per game goes up like six points. His assists goes up like nine. His boards go up like a bunch more once he gets those great guys because they're, they're taking attention off away from him. That's understandable. Also, it should be noted that Scottie Pippen sucked everywhere else. This is true. <laughs> when no, he was on the no Rockets, no when he was on the po- when he was with Portland, he yep. suck is somewhat of a strong word, but he wasn't that good with those other teams. Yeah, Scottie was a great athlete, and but once he got Michael. Right, they they played off each other's strengths. That's like uh, Scotty much more than Mike, much more than Michael, but. You know, it's with three guys guarding Michael, Scotty just has to be one. You know, whereas he might get double teamed sometimes. Because he was still an athlete coming out of college. People were afraid of him. 
And he 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 showed he showed up great in the in the NBA. He showed up like a champ, and then they figured him out. And then he came to the Bulls. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that was that was super cool. That man, they did a great job with the, the with the Last Dance. Yeah, I don't know why I said that's super cool. We started that whole topic off with Scotty dissing Michael. <laughs> well, we so, well, we started with well, no, Michael just the, just the Bulls part. <laughs> oh, just the Bulls part. Yeah, we started with you saying Scotty dissing Michael, which I hadn't heard, which kind of upsets me. It's upsets just, me. Uh, Scotty used to be one of my favorite players, but some of the things he said in recent years and some of the things that I've heard that he's done has kind of yeah. tainted my opinion of him. You know? And how would I mean how would you feel as being known as the helper to the greatest of all time? I know it wouldn't make me feel good. Well, he He's uh, yes, he's been known as as the Robin for yeah Michael Jordan yeah exactly. And I wouldn't make me feel good, so I'd be upset, if, especially after just God, how many years like forty. So what? Years. What else do you want to call him then? What? What? I don't. Know. I he, I he was the second greatest player. He was the second greatest player on the team. He was the second greatest player on the best team. Exactly. So best how team. how else should we <laughs> dis- do? Do we just always describe him as that and just forget? Any sidekick it's, thing? It's I. It's hard. I know <laughs> I mean, that's where it's like Dennis. I mean, it's like that's where it's like. <laughs> Sorry, Scotty, suck it up, I guess. And it, it would, I guess it would be something different if he put up the same numbers that Jordan did. Mm-hmm. Then you could be okay. It was kind of yeah. like a, but the, the drop. It was uh, different, you know. I, I understand where he's coming from, but it's kind of yeah. hard to avoid that considering. Yeah. It was very bold of him to say there's no Michael Jordan without Scotty. Oh, that's just. I defended him a touch, but uh, still, Michael Jordan would have been the greatest. With with or without Scotty Pippen, he's they would have found someone else that could have done just as good. That's right. That that's one of the other things you know? that I was going to argue mm-hmm. was that just the drive that Michael had as a player. Mm-hmm. Most likely, he might not have won as many titles, yeah. but his drive, yeah, was, was insane. He took. I mean, just look at all the things he took personal, man. I love that. the stupidest <laughs> things. The things uh, that you know in practice. Uh, and stuff that, yeah. and in just small talk mm-hmm. that he took personal. Exactly. And would drop like 40, 50, 60 on people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just because they said like three or four words yeah. that he didn't like. You know, well, that's, you can make, uh, you can't make any parallels about drive. The only, Kobe is the only one who has the same, if not better, work ethic than Michael Jordan and drive for the game. But, you know, until the 2016, 2017 Warriors with their 73 win season, the 72 the 72 win Bulls were considered the best team of all time. I think well I think still people think some a lot I of people still think the, they are. It's uh it's the I don't think it's actually I don't I don't but think it's the Bulls with Dennis. People don't really include the Warriors because they lost in the finals. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So they I mean, I think even sitting here today, I think that Bulls they're that Warriors team the like 2016 2017 Warriors, their 73 win team. I think that is without question the best basketball team that ever played the game. Interesting. You know they have the two two of definitely the greatest shooter of all time, and then a very very close second like second hand man with Clay Thompson. I don't know if he'll make it anywhere close on that list, but Clay Thompson's still not. He's he's a shooting record. He beats Steph's shooting record. The greatest shooter. You know, because he had a good game. But then they had Draymond Green, a monster in the paint. Andrew Bogut, a monster in the paint as well. And then I believe Andrew Wiggins, who's just a crazy under at the time. Player, I think no, Andrew, they didn't no. have him yet. Well, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, they had. 
They, I think know. they still had Iguodala. Yeah, Andre Iguodala. Yeah, I mean, that, was, that team is not one to be trifled with. No, I, I agree with and that. I just think that... I just think that the fact that they lost the finals... I know, it's such a tough comparison. It... I mean, I just feel like if you're going to say the greatest team of all time, it should have resulted in a, in a championship, win. in a win. They did win one, though. They won two in a row. They, 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 they won repeat. three. They Did they three-peat? They, well, they won... No, they didn't three-peat. No, they, three they won one without Durant, and they won two with Durant. All right, yeah, they, they back-to-back with Kevin, right? Correct. Yeah, so I... The team I'm specifically talking about... I. As the team without Kevin Durant, though, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. <laughs> they had, they had the. I think the team, team you're better. talking about came back from three down, three one to the Thunder in the Western Conference Finals, yes, but did. then lost yeah. to the Cavaliers after going up three one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if goat status, LeBron. If the Warriors stayed healthy, we're doing a bunch of ifs now. If the Warriors stayed healthy, the Warriors would have won that series. For sure. And if Draymond didn't get kicked out, he shouldn't have gotten kicked out. That yep. LeBron had much as much to do with that situation where Dra- where mm-hmm. Draymond got kicked out as Draymond did, in my yep. opinion. For sure. And Andrew and Andrew Bogut got, Bogut got hurt, so yes, they lost. Did. They had no presence in the paint. Yeah. So good for Cavaliers. I'm happy for Cavaliers fans. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And I don't usually like playing the if game because the whole idea is it happened. So. Let's just get, let's just, <laughs> if stuff, let's just get out of the way. Yeah. I hate that. But it is something to mention. Yeah. It's great to mention. Yeah. And then one other thing I was going to point out, Miller, that you, we've, we've been discussing is that, and I wanted to mention earlier, okay. was a great example of more of two iconic players on a team more level, yeah. more equaled out than Scotty and, and Michael would be Clay and Steph. Sure. Like if you, if Scotty, and Michael had that relationship in the game where mm-hmm. it was the consistency and, and the amount of points they were scoring yeah. were both around the basically the same, like Clay yeah. and Steph are, then I would be like, yeah. okay, I can understand getting him getting mad yeah. at the Robin and stuff like that. And if he wants to be mad, go ahead. Like, that's totally fine. Yeah. But it's just going to be hard yeah. because of what I mentioned. Yeah. Well, right, you, you bring up a perfect example where, you know, Clay and Steph – would drop like like Steph would drop thirty five one game and Clay would be right there at thirty or vice versa, you know. And that was on that seventy two win season. They were almost always like that. When you look at Scotty and Michael, it's like Michael would drop fifty and Scotty would drop eighteen with twenty assists. You know, so they played off. I think they played off each other much better. But I mean, the Steph and Clay were just two in nuts scores. It, it there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing more to say about it. Yeah. Clay is, as far as like a set shooter, he's the greatest of all time. A set shooter, as in, yeah, yeah, that's pass the, him the ball, one two steps, shooter, yeah, 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 set shooter. Whereas Steph is is the greatest overall because mm-hmm. he has the crazy, you know, one foot. He just going up. He did what Larry Bird did better. He did it better. He does it better. He's not out of the league yet. He does mm-hmm. better. Yeah, Steph's having a great year. The Golden State Warriors are having a great year this year so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Lakers are having a dismal one. And the Lakers have put together a monster team. Well, they should have never brought Westbrook on, for one. Yeah. Westbrook is so ball-dominant and so... Yeah, he's he's too... He's a solo act. (laughs) 
he I, is. I don't, I don't agree with that. How, not, what do you mean you don't agree with that? He literally, wherever he goes, okay, but listen, he's homie shooting average, a triple-double. Homie averaged a triple-double. Yeah, that's, well, what does that have to do selfish. with not being a solo act, though? Well, it just means that he, he leads the team on a team of leaders. And it's not it's like LeBron is not letting him lead the team. That's why he's not playing good. If they want that team to succeed, Westbrook should be on the second team and running his own unit. He shouldn't have LeBron and AD on there because then it's hard for ball mm-hmm. distrib- distributing the ball and everything. Yep. But I totally disagree with Westbrook not not being a solo act. Everywhere I, he's gone, he's taken the points and time of possession away from a bunch of other players. That's yeah, that's well that's well I guess you're right. I kind of my argument's about to come back on itself, I guess, but um he's gone to a place where the ball time is already it's already taken up. There's no more ball time to share. Exactly. So what is it? he can't do anything? That's the point. Exactly. And Russell Westbrook has never been a secondary. He can't player. shoot. All, he can't. He can't yeah. do what Clay does. Shoot. Yeah. Shoot. Just pass and shoot. He can't yeah, do, he that. do that. No. He's a turnover king for Big starters. Time. Yeah. Uh, he's the, he leads the league in turnovers yeah. this season. He's right now. He's an offensive liability. He is. He is, is going to be in the conversation for. I believe. We'll see what happens. But. Unless he totally just turns it around, changes his game. But if the path that he's going on continues, I think he's going to be the greatest player of all time to not win a championship. That's Reg- one of That's them. Reggie Miller. That's Reggie Miller. Charles Barkley. Reggie Miller better than Charles Barkley. No, he's not. Yeah. Charles Barkley as an overall player is better than Reggie Miller. What are you talking about? Uh, in, no, in terms of best play- as an overall the player, best player to never win a ring is Reggie, is Reggie Miller. No. <laughs> no. Are we going to agree to disagree, I guess, man? I don't know. <laughs> Charles Barkley is probably like the f- fourth or fifth most dominant center to ever play the game. But he got some big names going against you. Kareem, Wilt, Shaq. What does it have to do with like, but I'm, I'm just our, saying, I'm our just argument? Saying. Best so. player to never win a ring? Reggie Miller. I don't know. I don't know where that was going. I I tried to make a point. I couldn't. Okay. See, I don't know enough about old basketball that well, but from from what I've heard, just with just videos and stuff mm. like that, Charles Barkley seems to be brought up quite a bit more so than Reggie yeah. Miller, from my understanding. But you know what? It's whatever. It's personal preference, I guess. <laughs> what was I going to say? I was going to say something, and then I forgot. What were we talking about before Reggie Miller and Charles Barkley? Uh, the Lakers, Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah, that's right. Golden State, as I highlighted just before, mm-hmm. they're like eight. And, they've only lost one game this season so Interesting. far. Interesting. Clay still there? No, he's injured still. Still? He's gonna come in like the middle oh, of the no. year. Dang, Steph is just putting the team on his back and saying, "Let's go." Who's their what? second guy? They well, they have a lot of young guys. They have like Gary yeah. Payton, Gary Ju- Payton Jr. Jr. That's right. Yeah, or Gary Payton the second, one of the two. I, I think it's Junior. Junior. They have the glove. <laughs> Wiggins, who's putting up some points. Andrew Wiggins. I feel like anytime I see him do something, it's like ama- amazing. I feel like I never see him make bad plays. And it's like, is mm. he just like an underrated player? I guess. Well, he has. He's had some issues in the past. He's there's some. There has been a lot, plenty of games that he's underperformed. He's fair, he's yeah, he fair. has. He's not consistent. I think is the thing with him. Yeah, dude, that's like that's the Bulls right now. But it's. I think that there's there's one other player on the Golden State Warriors. He's a he's a younger guy. That is, is also is it Lee? Is that a name? Sounds right. That is that is he's that one is of one guys. of the younger players. 
I don't know if that Matt, is. Matthew? No, not Matthew. He's on the Kings. Let's see. Jordan Poole Jordan is, Poole is the other guy the that's e. contributing. Jordan Poole's good. And then, of course, Draymond Green's been consi- yep. usually consistent. Mm-hmm. Of course, Andre's back on the team. Andre Gudala's back on the team. I that'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the NBA season, and you know the MLB just ended, and I didn't watch any of that. I don't. I was not interested in the World Series this year. You know, it's like happy for the Braves and everything, but if the Houston Astros are in a World Series, I'm not watching it. Oh, they, I they, I can't I can't pretend. I can't pretend to think that they're not cheating. I just I just assume the Astros are cheating all the time. <laughs> all the time. The fact that they haven't had their like haven't had that revoked, haven't had what revoked? Their World Series revoked. They cheated and won, and it hasn't been revoked. Well, you could say it's not as severe, but there's similar cases with the Patriots, especially with Deflategate. Yeah, I understand Deflategate, but I mean the I, Patriots. I don't know, man. You can say what you will about Deflategate. Tom Brady is still the greatest quarterback of all time, never to be caught. The closest quarterback. In touchdowns, is over three hundred touchdowns away. He has six hundred and two touchdown touchdowns to not three hundred. What are you yes, talking about? He has more than three hundred more. He has three hundred more touchdowns than the next quarterback. Yes, like Brett Favre, I think is the next one, and he has like two ninety eight or something. Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, and Drew Brees are all over five hundred. No, I don't. Think, I'm pretty sure they're not. Yeah, I'm like super sure they're not. I saw a graphic of this in the game. Okay, last night. I'm well, gonna look, look it up. It up. Look, look it up. up. Uh, all-time leading touchdown passers. What does it say? I so vividly remember this. Uh, let me see. Okay, I take everything back. <laughs> Where did I see this? So Peyton Manning is third. Is, okay, correct. He's. I don't. I don't know what the graphic they were showing, but it it, it was super clear. It was Tom Brady six hundred two. And then there was like four other names, and then Kyle Orton at the bottom with 101. I don't know what it was showing, but I did see that somewhere. So I apologize for my rash statement about the Brady, the goat man. But yeah, I don't know. The Astros cheating. It's cheated in baseball, dog. Baseball's America's sport. And I, I mean, maybe not so much anymore. Football is kind of taking that reins, I think. But I don't know. Yeah, I I just think another thing too with the Patriots, I personally think they were cheating. They were deflating their their footballs for more than just that year because it's something. There's a stat where for I think it was either it was either four to seven years in between there mm-hmm. they had the they had the least amount of fumbles in the league uh, for that amount of years in yeah. a row, which I kind of find sus because they never had any notable running backs. They never had any notable running backs. They were you. They had. They were changing running yeah, backs. Like Sony Michelle, uh, like Danny Woodhead, or or more heads like that. Do I still think the Patriots are have been have had great football teams? Of course, yeah, they've. I think they have. I, think they have, I don't know which team, but they have the best team of all time. Yeah, I think. I think. One of I totally think mm-hmm. that. I want to make it clear that I totally think even without the the without Deflategate, they still would have won. A, a, probably a lot of the Super Bowls that they won at that time, but. Probably. But there is still something to be said mm-hmm. about that stat and yeah. what they were doing. And also that Tom Brady knew what was going on kind of hurts, at least my my opinion of him as a quarterback. For because sure. people will be like, oh, well, no, no one, probably no one told him and he didn't know. Dude, the guy's holding the football 
not eighty yeah. percent of the time. At that level, you know, I've I've seen a clip of him like changing the footballs because he didn't like how one fell or how one was like rubbed in or. Right, the, the whole game. thing you bring up a g- good point. The whole thing with quarterbacks is they Peyton Manning did this, Drew Brees did this, I think Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. where they would get the fresh new footballs, yeah, and they would kind of wear them down. Yeah, well, there's there's literally a guy, there's a guy on right. each team. There's like six balls that they get. Each team gets three, and then they have their guy go into a locker room, and he gets like twenty minutes to go to town on this thing. Pat McAfee's talked about it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where I got Bef- it, too. Before the game, they get, like, 10 minutes to just go and pardon my friend. Yeah, they have, you know, different, mati- uh, different like, liquid solutions yeah, like they use. brushes and shit, yeah, to make it wearing in. Because new footballs are, like, slippery. It's like they grease them with oil to make them look shiny. It's like e- even the closest fans can't see the details on a football. No one cares if they look nice. Just give us some good footballs. But I understand for... I understand why they have new footballs every game to prevent cheating like that. I can't remember what they do now to prevent it. They did some. They had some changes. I think. Well, the the ref. They they first of all they measure the psi each time. And right. They have like they have like a point five. Range. Which they did before, but I think they probably do. It, they probably do it more now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I th- I don't and then I don't know. I bet. I bet each. Well, I don't want to butcher this. I'll look it up. What they changed, but they changed. They changed something. Rule changes for football inflation. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I think it's just monitored more. I don't know. I'm sure there's just like a a special guy that's employed by the league that like is there for every game that reports like directly to the refs or the whoever to say their their footballs are okay. Mm-hmm. Something like that, probably. Yeah. It's just, from what I'm reading, yeah, it's more it's inspecting, more, monitored more, yeah. monitoring. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've, what, that's that what was, it kind of sounds like from what I just read briefly. You, you remember when both those things, both both of those came out? When, like, do you just remember, like, when Deflategate happened, you're like, Tom Brady cheating? And then also when the Astros, like, they're cheating in the World Series? I was wasn't surprised about the Patriots one because we had Spygate before that. Fair, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Patriots have had two Spygates. Two gates, yeah. No, they, well, they've had two, they spy two Spygates and one Deflategate. I'll say it They cheat. <laughs> they spied on the uh, the Bengals, I believe it was, the second time around. And was it the Dolphins the first time? The first time it was the Rams for the Super Bowl. That's right. That. They were, and the Rams beat them. Yep, that's... But no one talks about them. I believe. Anymore. No one talks about them anymore. Oh, no, sorry. The Rams lost to them. The Rams beat the Titans in their first... The Ram, the Are you talking about the recent Super Bowl against the Rams? Where it was like no, 13 No, no. I'm talking about the, like the Spygate with the, was early 2000s okay. with the Patriots. The Rams in the early 2000s went to two Super Bowls in a row. Yeah. The first one, they beat the Titans. And the second one, they lost to the Patriots. The and the Rogers. second one, the, the one that they lost to with the Patriots, that's one where the Patriots got... Uh, got found cheating, uh, yeah. filming, recording teams' practices. Yeah. That's and then they did it again, it, just like a couple, like the the second or last season that Tom Brady was in New England. Yeah, and like when the Bengals were still horrible. Like yeah, not oh yeah, there was no reason. Yeah. I don't know why they wanted to do that. But uh, anyway, it's the Patriots, so. Yeah, it's nuts. 
Yeah. That I I've, I so vividly remember when when I watched. It. I remember I watched the World Series with my girlfriend at the time, and then like, as like a week later, she texted me in the middle of class, and she's like, "Come out in the hallway right now." I was like, "All right," and we she went out there. She, dude, the Astros cheated. It's like what? And like, yeah, they were stealing signs. It's like, are you insane? I, holy cow! And yeah, the Astros were just. I don't. I still don't believe it. It still makes me mad. I didn't have the biggest reaction to it, mostly because I'm not an MLB guy. Yeah, fair enough. Which, yeah, fair enough. I'm huge. I'm starting to become a big college baseball fan, actually. College baseball's the best. Go Commodores. Go Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, Vandy. I'm an Ole Miss guy. Nice. <laughs> nice. They're, they have a good baseball team. Always did. That's uh, my first CWS I ever went to, the only one I went to in Omaha. Uh, I went with their, my little league baseball team, and um, uh, yeah, Ole Miss won, and we were there. We watched them win. It was crazy. Nice. Yeah. Dan, Danby Swanson played for who's on the Atlanta Braves. Yes, he is. He he was on Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. He played Vanderbilt mm-hmm. for Vanderbilt. Yeah, won a College World Series with yeah. them. College World Series and a normal World Series. Well, yeah, he won the <laughs> World Series this year. Yeah, yeah, he won the MLB and college. He's he's been to the highest level on both and both spectrums. Yeah, yeah which is so cool for him. Twenty fourteen. Van, Vandy's won in 2014 and 2019, yeah. so he was on the 2014 team. Yeah. I'll tell you, baseball always surprises me with who's doing good. Like, I really yeah. expected this year's Yankees to be somewhere. There. Johnny's crying somewhere. Our friend yeah. Johnny's crying somewhere. Oh, Johnny's crying. Yeah, I mean, they didn't. Yankees went nowhere this year. Um, uh, who else? The, they made it to the playoffs, though, right? Yeah, they or lost, no? They lost in the first round, I believe. Okay. Again, nuts. And then the... Uh, the Dodgers lost out, which is surprising me, but it's like the Braves. The Braves haven't been good, like, ever. I know they had, like, Ronald Acuna Jr. And they started the season, him. from what I've heard, they didn't start that the they season that horribly. well. Yeah, horribly. Yeah. I think they were, at the worst, it was, like, got, like, 20 and 60 or something. It was horrible. They were, like, 10 games back. Wow. And they brought it back, big time. Ha, I'm g- glad for them. Yeah, big time. The last time they won was mid-'90s, right? It was in the 90s? I believe so. I feel like that's right. My baseball history is not as apt as any other history I have, but funny enough, my basketball history is the best sports history I have. I, don't, I never played basketball. The best sports history I have is definitely college football. College football or NFL. Probably NFL, actually. Yeah, definitely not college football, although I do. I, we have a family friend who played on the, like, 85 Cornhuskers when they were winning, like, nuts. 85 you mean, or 90. You mean 95? 95. That's it, it was 90s. I, got, I get the 80s and 90s confused all the time. Yeah. You, yeah. That, 95 Cornhuskers. The theme, ladies and gentlemen, of this podcast is Miller is mi- mixing up the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. The theme <laughs> for me for this podcast is... What is my theme for this podcast? I don't know, man. It's been... I feel like it's been the most consistent podcast done yet. Yeah, I... I for I, you, I, I've been messing up everywhere. No, nah, it's good. I messed up plenty of times before. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll figure out my theme when we end this. Sure. But I, but real quickly, I do want to look up. Oh, right. Last time, Atlanta Braves. Have Braves. They, won? they have to. Oh, they won. They won one in the uh, Atlanta Braves World Series titles. They won at least one in the nineties. I'm pretty sure. Let's check. It's all up to you. I don't know. I definitely don't know anything about 95, baseball. I was right. Look at you. Let's go. Dude, I'm, having a, I'm getting You're everything the right. Dates. The dates are on point. I'm getting That's everything cool. right. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, actually, this might be a good time to end it because we're talking about yeah. the Braves. I know. it's And so it is. Um, 
Allen. Allen and he well, Allen interviews a former student about his, about baseball, talks about his former student's favorite team, which is the Mariners. Oh, go Mariners. I had a coach play for the Mariners. And I assume that they talk about plenty of other baseball things. Oh, definitely, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoy the next segment of this of the pod, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Big Sky, Small World. Thank you very much. Let's give ourselves an applause real quick. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time. Later. I'm here with Jamin Bernhardt. Uh, Jamin, when did you graduate from Carroll? I graduated in 2020. Okay, 2020. That's right. So... You were part of that senior class that was sent home. You were sent away uh, when when COVID when COVID happened in March. You were in your senior year. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was a fun experience. Yeah, yeah, my my son's the same same age. He had that same thing happen right then. So yeah, that's right, Dale. Yeah, yeah. So not not great. He's able been able to recapture some of the. Some of the things, but but uh, that last couple months, you know, kind of the last softball weekend. What else? What else did you miss? Yeah. Commencement. Yeah, commencement because I didn't. I wasn't able to come back. The because uh, they oh, had it, you know, a year. Right. That's right. Um, yeah. And then I wasn't able to come back for that. I don't think. I, don't, I think a lot of people weren't able to come back for that, from what I've heard. Um. So yeah, I think a lot of people missed that, which is, you know, very unfortunate. But at least they. At least they did did have something, which is you know that, that was good at least. But yeah, absolutely. Like everything else with COVID, like it just is. It is what it is. And yeah, you just get through it, and you know, situation might suck, but you know, you. Just, yeah. we, we all had to go through you know certain things, and everybody's situation was different. So you could complain about it, but at the end of the day, you know, it really doesn't do you much good. Yeah, you that's know? true. That's true. Time still moves on, and. And we move on. So, speaking of moving on, uh, in 2020, the, uh, the the Major League Baseball season was delayed until around July, right? Weekend of July 4th, I think, is when they started it. They they came up with a modified 60-game schedule. Maybe it was later than July. I don't know. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was supposed to be starting in July, and it was supposed to be a modified schedule. But then they actually had a labor dispute that had nothing to do with covid so they actually almost they actually almost didn't even have a season. Yeah, that's um, true. Just because you know a bunch of millionaires were, you know, arguing about pennies to the dollar with billionaires. Of, yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that right. was a bad PR. That was a bad PR moment for for Major League Baseball because of the um, situation in the world at the time when everyone was losing their, you well, know, they, losing their job. Yeah, and whatnot. So the Dodgers won in 2020. Neither one of us really root for the Dodgers. I'm guessing you don't <laughs> either. Um, no, absolutely. So I grew up. I grew up a, a fan of the Kansas City Royals because. No, you, know, you did. Yeah, when you live in Idaho, you can just kind of pick any team you want because they're all. Yeah, they yeah. all seem three thousand miles away. So. <laughs> My dad bought me a baseball glove. He's a big baseball fan. He loves the Dodgers, my dad. He, he tells stories of, 
of uh, turn, of sneaking a, a radio into his bed. And at nighttime in, in northern Utah, he could get Dodgers games broadcast by Vin Scully, the radio broadcast. And this was in the 50s. When when Vin moved when they moved to L.A. and Vin moved with him, um, and so he he's been listening to Dodgers his entire life, and he loves Dodgers. I think uh, I think Clayton Kershaw is the is the son he never had. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> he loves Kershaw and Koufax. He loved them all. So so that's actually pretty. I'm yeah. glad that they were able to win for him. Then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, he loved the. I don't know. I don't remember talking to him much about the 1988 year. I don't think he followed baseball uh, during that time when when the kids were growing up. Yeah, he was working really hard and that stuff. That was the last time they had won it before. Yeah, before it was '88. Yeah, right? basically Oral okay. Hershiser. Well, that's the Kirk Gibson that famous pinch hit yeah, yeah. on one leg in Game One. The yeah. mighty A's went down. My brother's an A's fan, and he hates that. Um, <laughs> but he's uh, yeah. So so I grew up a Royals fan because my dad got me a baseball glove. And it had George Brett's signature on it. And this, oh, was, wow. this was March of 1980. It was like, who's George Brett? Plays for the Royals, third base. Okay, I'll be a Royals fan. Well, that year, George Brett hit 400 yeah. for most of the summer and ended up hitting 390. The Royals go to the World Series and losing six to the Phillies broke my heart. And, uh, you know, and I sort of like, oh, okay, I guess your team goes to the World Series every year. But that ain't the case. So I've been a Royals fan, and I was also a, an Earl Campbell fan. I loved Earl Campbell coming out of college. So wherever he went to, to in the pros was going to be my pro team, and that was the Oilers. So I loved them. And I decided to like the Astros, too. And, uh, and then I moved to South Texas later on and during, during the Bagwell Biggio days and really got to be an Astros fan. So I root for those two teams. It was kind of weird when the Astros moved to the American League because – it was better to have one National League team and one American League team. Now I guess I have just kind of two American League teams. So, anyways, yeah. that's why I was rooting for the Astros in this World Series, and that's why um, I'm a little bitter right now. <laughs> but I'm happy because there's probably going to be some sort of lockout or strike, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I think the 2022 season is in jeopardy anyway, at least part of it. Because they don't seem to be on the same page at all, and like yeah. you were saying in 2020, I, that was just like a harbinger because um, the players ended up just doing the prorate like the owners wanted, as I recall. Yeah, and they're they're they put that in their hip pocket for for right now. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I say maybe, but it's honestly more probable than it is than it is maybe, just because they had that dispute. You know, a couple they had that dispute couple summers ago uh and that wasn't even their their uh, um their arbitration deal wasn't even up yet and it is it is up as of now actually yeah. basically right when the season ended and they've already been there's already been talks and seems like it's gonna go as bad as it did maybe even worse than it did uh last a uh, couple summers ago and yeah which is Pretty pretty unfortunate. I I think that they're going to have another strike, but yeah, it's looking to be a strike or a lockout. I don't know. Probably, I guess a strike makes more sense because the owners the owners want things the way they are. Uh, they don't care. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. It's going to be hard to. The players' union is 
very, I mean, both sides are extremely, extremely stubborn in this situation. Yep. And it's frustrating to watch as a fan. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I don't know. I guess I'm, I guess, I guess the, the silver lining on the black cloud of the Astros losing to the Braves is that uh, my prolonged bitterness will keep me from missing baseball during <laughs> a strike. <laughs> I will, I, I will say that I, uh, well, I was, I, I can't hide the fact that I was pretty, pretty happy as well oh, as yeah. the majority of America. Yes. No, yeah. <laughs> Astros is, fans yeah. rooted for the Astros and everyone else Every, rooted for the Braves. <laughs> as a, I, I don't really, like, I'm, not, I'm not a Braves fan either. Um, so as someone who didn't really care about either team, um, but hated the Astros, yeah. I was happy. And you're, you might you might not like that I say this, but I, I was very very happy about the fact that the because uh, normally you want to win the World Series on your home field, but uh, I thought it was pretty cool that the Braves were able to do it in front of the Astros fans, make oh, them watch it, interesting, make them watch the whole thing. Yeah, I was happy that the Astros made it back. By the by the time Game Three, Game Four happened, I was like, okay, this is this is fait accompli. It's going to be the Braves. Yeah. But I was glad that the Astros made it back to Houston for a game because I was in Corpus Christi, Texas, in 2005 when the Astros made the series against the White Sox. And a good buddy of mine had tickets for Game 5. We all put in for the lottery, and he got it for Game 5. Oh, wow. But they got swept. (laughs) So he didn't get to go. Right. I forgot yeah. So I was just thinking about I was thinking about maybe maybe buddies of mine in South Texas if they got a ticket to Game Six at least they'd get to go watch it. So yeah, I was happy That's about tough. that, and I I, I would have liked to see Dusty. I love Dusty. I would have liked to see him get yeah. a, get a series ring, but it is what it is. So Jamin, you hate the Astros, but you have more than one reason. It's not just 2017. I don't think right. It's also an well, intra divisional thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm a big Mariners fan, um, but at the same time, I will I will admit that the Mariners have never haven't really been good enough. While while the Astros are cheating, the Mariners weren't really good enough, anyways, to compete with them. So I don't really have that much of a reason to be mad. As like if I was a if I was a Yankee fan or you know somebody played them in the playoffs, then maybe I'd be upset. But yeah, uh, that makes sense. More, more upset, but. And you've been a you've been a Mariners fan your whole life, right? Yeah, yeah. And they really haven't really been good your whole life. No, no, they uh, they haven't made it to the playoffs since they won 116 games in 2001, and at that yeah. point I was three, three and a half. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're sure you're born in '98, so yeah. But you were too young. To, you were too young to follow them back then. Yeah, no, I was born in '97, but since the World Series okay. was. Of the 2000-2001 season. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but I was about three and a half, almost four. Um, yeah, that was uh, – so naturally, I don't remember that. So basically, um, since then, they've done nothing really at right. all of note. Uh, but, you know, it is – kind of just is what it is. Like, you, you live in – People always ask me, they're like, how do you root for a team that hasn't made it since, in, basically in your entire lifetime? And I'm like, well, there's no, there's what, what other team am I going to root for? Like, I can't just, you can't just stop rooting for a team and rooting to root for someone else. That's, you know, that's, that's bad in its own right. And yeah, also, absolutely. I, don't think I agree with that. Really. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I think it's tough to switch. Sometimes contextual circumstances change, you know, maybe 
you take a job, you know, yeah. in San Diego and you start going to Padres games and then you're like, oh, I like this team, that kind of thing. That kind of thing happens, I'm sure. But I yeah, agree with yeah. you that, that we kind of live with well, like, and die with the team of our childhood. Yeah, exactly. Like even if you did take a job elsewhere, you know, like I'm, you know, I want to be a sports broadcaster. So like even if I took a job with another team, like I'd have to obviously be a fan of that team. I'd be a fan of that team that I'm working for. But, you know, you don't, you don't just stop rooting for the team that you, you grew up rooting for, right. you know. So. Right. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. I think that's, so that's, that's a good outlook. Yeah, yeah, so as painful as it is, like, you know, <laughs> you got to be there for the long haul. And and I always tell people that when the Mariners end up going to the World Series, which they have never done, and they're the only team in baseball that hasn't at least made an appearance in the World Series, like, it's going to be going to be a big, you know, that'll be a big deal. It's going to be a lot bigger of a deal than, you know, fans of other teams that have made it a few times. Like, so. Yeah, that's true. Be, so that leads to 2020. Is 2020. Or 2021, this past season, is this the excited you've been during a, a Mariner season that you can recall? Yeah, it was probably, yeah, it was definitely probably the most excited I've been. Um, we were actually pretty close in 2016. We we ended up one game out of the playoffs. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so we we won. So we won 90. We won 90 games this year, but in 2016 we won 92 and. We lost out on the wild card spot because on the final day, on the final day of the A, they had a one game lead going into game 162, uh, and so the Mariners had to obviously win to keep pace to have a, uh, and then the A's had to lose. But and the Mariners did their part; they, they won um, thanks to a three run home run by uh, Nelson Cruz. It was a big night; it was really fun at Safeco uh, Field. Um, but the A's were the A's were able to beat Texas that that day as well. They blew them out like eight to two or something like that, and so uh, the Mariners were out because they, you know, the Mariners were out in that way. So that was that was a that was a sad time. But at least that one was pretty that one was pretty close too. Um, okay. This one was a little bit. This year felt a little bit different in a, in a sense, just because in 2016 they were pretty they were, they were pretty old. Uh, they, you know, they, their window was pretty, their window for success was going to be pretty small. Um, and so they pretty much had to do it then or, or not at all. Um, this one's a little different because even in Mel, they didn't make it this year. They, they have such a good nucleus and they have like almost no money on the book. So they're going to be able to go out and spend a bunch of money and keep the, and then also keep the nucleus that they have. And they could be, they could actually be pretty good next year. Which, yeah. In a way, it makes the uh, arbitration uh, debate even worse because if they, it'd be it'd be the Mariners' luck that that somehow they they would be really good and really competitive in a, in a year that they might not even play baseball. Oh yeah, that's a really good but, point. And and what if what if the pay structure becomes different and they lose the service time advantage that they have with all those young players, especially that outfield? That'd be tough. It, yeah, exactly. That's 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 the biggest. That's the biggest question mark is they have a bunch of money to spend, but how much of it will they be able to spend once salary cap gets moved, uh, yeah. you know, moved down right. or, or up or whatever. So, yeah. So, so the yeah. Mariners, like you say, their luck is that they've positioned their self, themselves under the current situation perfectly. And that current situation might, might change and there might be a work stoppage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, 
kind of the yeah, that's honestly sort of the uh the way of the Mariners, really. Like <laughs> <laughs> the Mariners they, they're way. one of I mean, they they've been bad, so they've you know, they've you know, you create you create your own bad you create your own luck most of the time in my I believe. And not not just for baseball, I think in life in general. You kind of create your own luck, but I think there comes a point when you're when you're so bad for so long that you just sometimes have no control over the bad luck that you receive, and you get it more. I feel like than other teams just because of the fact that you haven't been good for so long. But yeah, that'd just be another another story to tell. Yeah, to our grandchildren. That's, that's true. Indeed, what happened was just yeah another yeah. part of the story. Yeah, you'll you'll look at the you'll look at the you know Hall of Fame players in twenty years, Kellenick and Lewis, and say we could have had both of them for six years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Instead, we have instead we get to watch people uh, people that had been on the marriage that, that exact same year go to the World Series. It happens all the time. Yeah. Like uh, Mon- uh, uh, Montgomery, the picture the pitcher for the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, he. He's the guy who pitched the last pitch of the World Series when they won it in in, in uh, what was it, sixteen, and he was he was a midseason acquisition acquisition from the for the Cubs. They got him for the Mariners. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, the Astros had Taylor. Graveman, Chris Taylor. Yeah, yeah, he got a Graveman this year. And Chris Taylor for the for the Dodgers. He went off this year. The Mariners drafted him, had him for six years. Oh, I but didn't know that. Off. Yeah, he was terrible. Yeah, he was, yeah. No, he was. He was really really bad and. I don't know. I guess maybe it just was coaching or something, but uh, but we traded him, and it, it made sense at the time because he was, you know, he was basically almost out of the league at that point because yep. he was no good. Um, and then, what do you know? You know, he starts being really good with the Dodgers, and, and then in the Raul Ubanez, same kind of deal. Like, there's a lot of Mariners players if you look through the history that have gone to the World Series of different teams. Well, look at look at Adrian Beltre. I don't know if he went to the World Series after. I can't remember, but. He he was a he Dodger and he was awesome, and he was a Ranger and he was awesome. Then he's a Mariner yeah. and he's terrible, and he, then yeah. he leaves the Mariners and goes to the Red Sox and he's awesome again. Yeah, but it, 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 none of it makes sense. <laughs> he's I mean he's a Hall of Fame third baseman that had the worst four years of his career in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, very strange. It, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe maybe it's just Seattle. Maybe it's something in the air. <laughs> there Salt is water. is this the story you're telling about being a Mariners fan? This sort of these two decades of futility and not tons of bright spots. You know, you had the '95 season and the 2001. Um, you know, before that, is this is this the yeah. Mariners story? Is this the is this the life of a Mariners fan? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean. I don't know if you can hear my voice, but I'm like not. I mean, I when I say it, when I talk about that, I'm like none of it. None of it shocks me at this point. Like, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't even be upset with it anymore. It's, it's it's kind of it's more it's more comical at this point, really. Like you you see things like that, and you're like, well, this this makes sense. Like this, you know, you, you kind of almost expect it um, at that point. Like, yeah. I think even if I was an Atlanta Braves fan. Um, so like if the Mariners were in the same position as the Braves and they you know had a whatever the lead that they had against the Astros in that game game six yeah um or game yeah game six or five or whatever it was um 
like you would never you would you would not be at all like you would never feel comfortable even with two strikes on the final batter of seven <laughs> runs or whatever. Like you, that's the way that's the way it's going to be for a Mariner fan when when they do get there. That's the best way to describe it. Is you're still never going to be comfortable with what with whatever lead you have or whatever situation they might be in. They could have a ten game lead uh, on the on the AL West with ten games to go in the regular season, and you'd still be you're you'd still somehow be. The park's yeah, nice. Yeah. Do you get out to the park at times? Yeah, I, I went a lot as a kid uh, growing up. I didn't. I haven't been able to go so much the last five, six years because of being in Montana for college and yeah. and, and uh, whatnot. But I was able to go to a few games this year since I was back from uh, Oregon. Uh, so I went. I was able to go a few times with my brother, which was which was pretty fun. Um, we went to the first game back that allowed 100% capacity fans. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, and the Mariners actually walked it off that night, so it was a pretty special night, and they had fireworks that night, too. So oh, that's that fun. was cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, it was good. As a Mariner fan, you hang on to those moments that you get. <laughs> but. Yeah, very good. Um, so I have to go teach theory in a few minutes, Jamin. So I better uh, we better sign off, but it's been great to talk to you. We'll have to catch up again. Now, you're starting up a podcast. Do you want to talk about that, or do you want to talk about that in a subsequent uh chat i think we can talk about that in a subsequent chat i'm still not still haven't uh planned it all out fully yet but um okay i look forward to it i'm started i'm looking to start it like next week it's my goal awesome awesome so yeah we'll we'll have you on to plug that for sure and uh okay. yeah we'll 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 chat about we'll maybe we'll we'll take stock in in at least in the spring, if we don't meet meet up before then, we'll look at the 2022 season and see if it's going to happen. And thanks very much, Jamin, for uh, for joining me for a little baseball talk. It was fun. Yeah, thank you, Alan. It was, that was a good time. I appreciate it. So that uh, brings us to the end of this podcast. Um, happy to be able to talk a little baseball with Jamin, and and uh, it's great to have you in to listen to a chat with Jamin about baseball. It's great to talk baseball with my friends. We will be back with more Big Sky, Small World next week.